On this episode of the Press Rewind Camille Lyrics Podcast, we're going to be discussing the body Scarlet Pussy. Joining me on this episode is Todd Sanzone. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Thank you for having me. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I don't know if you caught that, but I called it the Camille Lyrics Podcast in the, in the intro. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and the reason why I did that, I mean, you've been on the show a few times. You know how this this goes. We we I intro the song and then we talk about it. So like I called it the Camille Lyrics podcast because as far as I can tell, this is the one and only song that is solely uh, attributed and credited to Camille. For the that, time being. For the time being, yes. Yes, this is um, being recorded in March, shortly after the hubbub of the announcement via Mojo magazine and then picked up by a number of different other news sources that Jack White has purchased. Jack White of the White Stripes has purchased, uh, you know, an original pressing of the Camille album that was scrapped. So I've touched on Camille, the Camille project a bit in previous episodes because Camille's songs have been scattered throughout Sign of the Times, which I've already done all the episodes for the Sign of the Times era. There's a song from the Black Album that is Camille-based that I've covered. And uh, there's going to be, you know, some future episodes regarding Camille again for some B-sides. And this is this is a Camille B-side, although this song wasn't intended for the Camille album. So this is another one of those, like, you got the look type songs where it's in the Camille voice it's credited to camille but it wasn't intended for the camille album that was supposed to be released in late 1986 so when you when you read that article and heard the news about camille being purchased which is hopefully meaning that third man records the jack white record label based out of nashville tennessee will then release like a limited edition or you know maybe not even a limited edition just some sort of final copy of the Camille album as it was originally tracked to the masses. Uh, you know, what, what were your thoughts when you read that, Todd? A couple thoughts. Um, this is a banging collection of songs. You know, I've had it in my a playlist, the Camille playlist for a while now, and it's a good go-to when I want, you know, 40 minutes of funk. It's great music. Uh, whether you know or not you've heard it in a different context um, you know as, as all these songs have been released in other form um, when you put them all together they make for a great uh, you know just back to back to back list of songs um, so that's one so, so my thought you know to culminate it is yeah I was excited I mean I'd love to have this I've always wanted to have this as a collection in my hand with artwork, everything, even though I've already heard all the songs. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so that's one, just sheer excitement, as I think a lot of people are excited about this. The other thought that I had, and I just sort of, I just read a tweet from uh, Captain from the old Peach and Black podcast where he hit on, you know, what's going to be the source material for this release? Do we have original uh, tracks that are going to be remastered and put out, or do we have some kind of a recording of a recording i don't know um so pray it sounds good when it comes out um but anyway it's it's awesome i love this music and uh it's, it's uh right in the heart of probably his most prolific period in the mid 80s and it's 
great. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing about the Camille project is yes, you've already touched on it. We've we've heard all of these songs before, so there's nothing new here. They've all been officially released in some manner. The the keys are, you know, having something physical, like a physical copy of the Camille album. Yes, we can create a playlist, but a playlist isn't physical, right? I mean, like, right. you and I are about the same age. We like, phys- I think I'm speaking for you. I'm sorry if I am, but we like having physical media, like especially with music, something that we feel passionate about. I do, at least for sure. And so as a vinyl, I wouldn't call myself a collector, but when it comes to Prince music, I'm a collector. So I would love to have a vinyl 12 inch vinyl copy of the Camille album that I, you know, have side one, I have, you know, side two, I can flip it over and and they're tracked in the way that they were intended. So that means, you know, if I was your girlfriend is missing the, the intro piece that was included for sign of the times, I guess uh-huh. rebirth of the flesh has a, a, a different ending than the version we got on the sign of the Times super deluxe edition. Good love is not the version off of crystal ball, which is the more, widely available version of that song it's the version that was on the bright lights big city soundtrack uh-huh. michael j fox movie so you know there's some little things about it that make it i wouldn't say difficult but just not you know your playlist if, if you're going to put it it's not going to sound exactly like the version that was intended for release in 86. Um, the second thing i wanted to touch on is you know i mentioned this is the as of, as of this recording, the only song that is solely credited to Camille. Some people might be confused by that statement because Camille is credited on those songs from Sign of the Times and in other songs as well. But in, in those cases, though, they're Camille songs on a Prince album. Um, you know, it just says like vocals by Camille or something like that. And this one... This is the the B-side. So Scarlet Pussy, the song we're talking about today, is the B-side to I Wish You Heaven, which was the third and, and final single released from the Love Sexy album. And if you have or have ever seen the seven-inch single of this, you have like the normal Paisley Park logo with I Wish You Heaven on the A-side. And then you flip it over and you have the black logo or the black light colored label with like a peach writing that just says Scarlet Pussy and the artist is credited as Camille. It doesn't say anything about Prince. Um, and this is the way Camille album was supposed to be released as well. There was going to be no mention of of Prince. It was just going to be a Camille record on Paisley Park you know, record label. So that's why it's a little, di- little bit different. It's not like Prince vocals by Camille, you know, kind of thing. It's like just says Camille. And that's the only information you get for the song on the b-side so can i touch on that for a second yep so in anticipation of talking to you this morning i pulled out and i'm holding my 12 inch single Mm -hmm. that i got when it was released back in the day and this is uh it's it's just a cool single um and so strange too is as you've already said You've got well the song itself. I, you know this is on this on the B side of "I Wish You Heaven." So here's this sort of dreamy, whimsical, uh, you know, uber positivity kind of song. Uh, pretty artwork, you know. Um, and then when I first got this single, here I am opening it up, flipping it over, and I'm going, "What is this?" 
because there's not even a mention of the song on the outer artwork or the back sleeve of the single. So yeah, you don't see that that Camille and that black label until you open it up and go, oh, oh, oh. And I'm, and I'm almost positive I got this and I put on side B first. I was like, what is I got to hear this? <laughs> you know, yeah. I had, that would have been, you know, fresh out of the box for me. So um, what a cool little gift Prince gave us in this and a little hidden gem uh, that's tucked away on side B of this kind of an obscure single, really. But it's uh, this whole single is great, actually, because the 12 inch includes I part one, two and three of I Wish You Heaven, which is terrific. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, you know, I just have fond memories of cracking this open and going, whoa, thank you, Prince. Yeah, yeah. I actually mentioned that in some of my notes in preparation for the episode. I'm like, I bet uh, people who bought this 7 or 12 inch, either one, in 1988 were like quite taken aback by the presentation here of having this stark, starkly different visual on the the label for the B side and then not knowing what the hell it was and really having that. um, kind of frame their 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 initial thoughts of the song right is being surprised and shocked so yeah I'm Camille sorry. had, had been put I'm in, sorry. no no it's fine i mean <laughs> you have actually have firsthand experience with this where i did not i did not have this single as a kid so i, I actually that that's better to have it firsthand because i was just speculating and you're confirming what i what i speculated right. was speculating on like yes people were like wow what the fuck is this <laughs> which is cool um okay so yeah interesting about that because you know camille again was as i mentioned late 86 this song let's see when was this song written and record well when was this song recorded i'm thinking like this was a bit later january 88 yeah so he's still like a year and several months later living with camille Mm -hmm. like the camille persona is still living with prince enough to record a brand new song using that 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 vocal pitch and i just find that interesting because so often you hear stories about prince like having a wonderful idea or something that he really gravitates to for a brief period of time and then he kind of just leaves it back at the time that it was you know a, a new thought when it becomes an older thought or an older idea then he dismisses it and moves on to the next this is um i mean obviously there's exceptions to every rule and this is Mm -hmm. certainly an exception as well because we're still a year plus later and he's digging you know he's still digging doing this voice and doing recording songs in this vein yeah um and I i think part of it is still like he didn't have the time as an outlet to be kind of body and 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 kind of um you know overtly sexual and funny and irreverent um those avenues for him kind of were gone in 1988 they had dried up or went away or because i mean he's also writing songs for mavis staples at this time and patty labelle at this time and potentially working on another sheila e album which i guess the song was earmarked for yep potential i mean sheila's all over it so it makes sense the dates, you know, uh, just pick it up from there. The dates I'm looking at is Prince Vault now. Of course, that's our our go to for information. That you know, Prince Vault and uh, um, and Dwayne Tudal's books, um, among other places. But anyway, yeah, the, the dates interest me too because 
Um, it says it actually says recording sessions are, are December eighty seven, um, but somewhere else it's oh yeah. So it was December eighty seven, but it said something about uh, some other recordings in January eighty eight, I believe. At any rate, um, interesting timing because it was slated for release on Sheila E's nineteen eighty nine album, which was aborted. So it was held that long, and in the interim. Prince released it on the back of his single at the, I don't know, I think it was September of 88. Yes. Right? Yep. So it wasn't really slated for Sheila's album, or right? had that already been aborted by the time Prince said, uh, I'm going to keep this and put it on the back of my, my last single. Um, right, right. That, which, is probably, which is my guess, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, so it was uh, definitely held over from that com- that initial Camille period from 1986. It uh, it. Uh, yeah, he carried that uh, theme forward after quite a a while in between. Uh, so you're right; it's that's kind of strange for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he he obviously he obviously enjoyed performing songs in this in this manner in this vein, and then using this persona as a proxy for that. Um, and this song, as I mentioned in the intro, is 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 quite uh it's fun and it's all it's not sexually explicit because it's all cloaked in metaphors and double entendres mm-hmm. so the song scarlet pussy as as anybody who listens to prince and they hear that he titled a song called scarlet pussy you know exactly what you're gonna get mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna get a song that is wink winking and nudge nudging us the entire time about the use of the word pussy and the double meanings therein so as we go through the lyrics it's it actually it reminds me quite a bit in some ways of la 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 he 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 which was a b-side from the sign of the times era because again he uses animals specifically like cats and dogs in his in his you know fables <laughs> uh that he, he he sings these songs in I don't know if it's just a way to add some fun to what could have been just a really raunchy, uh, kind of almost groan-worthy lyrical performance. And so to use use the cat and dog to replace humans in, in the lyrics of the song does make it seem more innocent, I suppose, and make it more palatable for listeners who are not as into Prince's more explicit material. Yeah. Just just spitballing on that one. I'm not sure if that's what his intent was, but it seems potentially likely. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's a, there's a couple of songs that are sort of touchstones for me uh, when I think about this song, and that's one of them, La 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 He He He, for obvious reasons, and I'll get to the other one later um, when we talk about the lyrics. But uh, yeah, yeah I, and I said this to you also before we hit record, um, it would be interesting to know what the genesis of this song was, where the idea came from. And my um, idea is that it kind of came out of some simple little, you know, maybe Sheila and Prince were hanging out goofing in the studio and somebody said something and Prince said, hold, hold up for a minute, say that again. And then he picked up his bass guitar and all of a sudden some groove came out and they had a song 10 minutes later. You know, it just seems like a, a quick little one-off fun piece and it could have come out of thin air and became this. Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly possible. 
And from a musical standpoint, the song with the music plus the different voices that you hear, like the different pitched voices. So for a Camille song, a song that is credited to Camille, I feel like there's less Camille in this song than in just about every other Camille song I've heard <laughs> up to this point. Right. It's, it's very strange. It's uh, it is. And it, there's about, I think Prince uses for himself, three or four different pitches for his voice in this song. And yeah. Sheila, she, I guess Sheila's is straight ahead. I don't know. I thought, although I think hers is altered a little bit too, but um, it, no, anyway, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. It's not a straight up, you know, high pitched Camille delivery. It's a, it's a little bit of a, it's like, there's almost like different characters telling the story. There's a narrator, which is that deep voice, and then Camille comes in and sings with Sheila a couple times, and then there's this other voice that Prince uses at another stage. It's fun. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good point about, you know, different characters kind of participating in the performance of the song, even though it's mostly just Prince and Sheila. But that's, that's I think, maybe the intent, because the opening lines of the song read like a story like somebody's reading a, a bedtime story or like i said a fable once upon a time in the land of fever there lived a scarlet pussy this kitty cat of fine descent was cherished by a mother who wouldn't let another pet her unless he was qualified every first of the month this pretty feline got the hots and that's when the neighborhood to the dogs they'd line up around the block Meow. Once upon a time in the land of fever, there lived a scarlet pussy. This kitty cat of fine descent was cherished by her mother, who wouldn't let another pet her unless he was qualified. Every first of the month, this pretty feline got the hots. And that's when the neighborhood dogs lied line up around the block. Meow. And that is that is spoken. It's a spoken word intro using, you know, Prince using a much lower register, um, pitched down vocals. So, yeah, um, when you mentioned that, it does definitely make me think that this is the narrator uh-huh. introducing the story of Scarlet Pussy to us the, as the listener. And it's like it is like supposed to be uh, a raunchy bedtime story <laughs> in right. some ways. This is the uh, these first two stanzas are the. Uh, Star Wars scroll before the lyrics. Begin. <laughs> yeah, this is the here. This is where where we are now, and now let's begin. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm sure you as well. But the song definitely gives me Parliament funkadelic vibes. Oh yeah, musically, how it's performed, the different vocals that P- Prince uses here, or the different vocal pitches, because obviously George Clinton did a lot of that as well when he was introducing characters in his in his music like i think of uh sir nose devoid of funk <laughs> as uh, as a particular one an example where you know he uses a different voice to introduce a character or express a character but there's obviously others as well um so in this first couple of you know stanzas or whatever in the introduction there's a there's a pun right there in that first line once upon a time in the land of fever there lived a scarlet pussy and i think like prince just <laughs> put that in there because he wanted to make a pun about scarlet fever hmm. um let's see what else do i see here you know the the mention of he wouldn't let another pet her unless he was qualified 
or she wouldn't, who wouldn't let another pet her unless he was qualified. Again, this is one of several examples of Prince referencing qualifications, <laughs> the necessary qualifications in order to, you know, be with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got that question about, am I qualified an international lover? And, um, if I thought I was qualified and if I can never take the place of your man are two ones that I came up with, but I, I'm assuming there's probably more. And I just, those are two very notable examples because they were, you know, big songs off of big albums. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else, what else do you see here? Or want to point out in this opening, anything? Um, two things. First, you know, he, the next line, he says every first of the month, it's pretty feline got the hot. So it's almost like a, a literal uh, uh, reference to a real cat who is in heat and yeah. attracts, you know, other cats, in this case, dogs. But, um, you know, so it's, it's sort of interesting where it's this little fantasy uh, metaphor to, um, to take the place of an actual man and woman uh, scenario. Uh, but he's also using kind of real facts about cats to uh, build his story here the other thing i'll point out is forever I, of course i had to look up the lyrics in, in anticipation of talking to you and i'm reading the lyrics maybe for the first time ever i don't know because um, there are no other lyric sources if unless you hunt them out on the internet right so i'm reading the lyrics and that's when the neighborhood the, the, the dogs for the forever i thought those lyrics and I, I get the stutter part and i think there was an overlay with this the stutter as it's written here in the lyrics and the underlying words went to the dogs. I always heard it as, and that's when the neighborhood went to the dogs. Oh, okay. Um, now, I guess I'm wrong. I don't know. But anyway, that's the way well, I've, always I mean, had it. I've always had it in my head. I don't know for a fact that you're wrong, because I'm, I'm just going off of what the right. internet has transcribed for us over the years. And um, I was a victim of incorrect lyrics way back in <laughs> early episodes from <laughs> Soft and Wet. One of those uh, cringeworthy moments where you're reading internet lyrics and they don't make any sense and somebody finally corrects you and you're like, ah, yes, <laughs> it all clicks now. I don't know why the internet wasn't, it wasn't clicking for me before. But um, so, yeah, uh, if anybody else has heard it that way, there's definitely nothing definitive that states that what I'm reading is the lyrics. So what you hear is what you hear. Um, okay, so yeah, and like La 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 He He, this is a tale of dogs and cats being attracted to each other, which only in only in Prince World does this actually happen. So we'll just run with it. <laughs> the dogs are lining up around the block. Um, but then the the very first um like song lyrics, I, I believe this is Sheila singing these lines. When my little scarlet feline roars, the locals come around. Come around. When they see the scarlet light, they know it's time to come chase her down. Chase her down. Okay, so here, the scarlet light, when they see the scarlet light, I I kind of wondered if this was like a reference to like 
red light, red light district, um, making a play on words there, thinking mm-hmm. not to say that the Scarlet Pussy in this song is a prostitute. <laughs> I'm not implying that, but almost like like a calling card in some way, like um, you know, something some visual cue that I mean that's what it's intended to be. When they see the Scarlet Light, they know it's time to come chase her down. Mm-hmm. So I just wondered if it was kind of a play on that, like um, yeah, Red Light like, District was your indication that you were in the right neighborhood to find love for money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't know. What are any thoughts on yeah, these first lines? I, yeah, I like that take. I think there's some uh, you can join it to that meaning. The Red Light District, I like that. I also think um, you know the Scarlet Light could just be her aura. You know, it doesn't have to sure. be with a, a place or a time necessarily. It's just she's out and whoa, there she is. And she's, you know, emitting that scarlet aura. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's possible. Because it's, it's something visual. So you can't necessarily attribute it to being like pheromones because pheromones are not visual cues. Um, but it can be considered like something like that, but just in a visual form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, going through these, going through these lyrics, it's going to be interesting because, again, I I don't want to. I mean, basically, what what I'm we're probably going to end up doing is decoding this song as if like <laughs> as if like people who listen to this podcast don't understand the English language mm-hmm. <laughs> and and don't know what what. Uh, uh, double meanings are or double entendres are so apologies we're not i'm not trying to pretend like we're like smart people and we can decode this really deep song and for all of you no it's just because that's what we do on this stuff on this podcast um so apologies ahead of time if we're stating obvious things uh, not trying to insult my listeners <laughs> in any way um, the next lines are, lo and behold, the fantastical way in which their bodies grew. My scarlet pussy's furry magic alters any mood. Okay, so is there anything here that you wanted to bring out or call out as being interesting, intriguing? No, I, I like the wording of the wordplay. Fantastical way, um, furry magic. Just, just I like the wordplay. Um that's all. And the other thing is, in terms of how it's delivered, uh, lo and behold, the fantastical way in which their bodies grew, which is, you know, Prince and Sheila's voice over one another. So that's mm-hmm. sound, it, it pops when it when it's uh, sung that way. And then uh, and then you get that deeper register back going, you know, my Scarlet Pussy's Free Magic alters every, any any mood, which is not. Camille or the character or anybody talking about their own pussy. They're talking about my scarlet pussy is this girl who is mine. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so my, you know, my my scarlet pussy. Anyway, I, yeah, I like the wordplay and, and and again because of the different ranges of voices that are used to deliver those three lines in three different ways, it just sounds cool. Yeah, right. And so I think that's that's the interesting part about this song is that line um my scarlet pussy's furry magic alters any mood it can be can be interpreted a couple different ways your way and then also the literal way well Uh not really the literal way but the um the double meaning the double entendre way 
because Prince has done this before where he called, it was a, in Cindy C, I believe, where he calls Cindy's vagina a furry melting thing or something like that. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the actual line in that song. And I remember doing that episode with uh, Rhonda and Nicole, and we were just kind of both groaning. Right. So this is just kind of goes in line with that a little bit. Um, okay, so then we get to the part where almost the, it's like the pre-chorus. You know, wrenching Scarlet Pussy, Pussycat, Pussycat, wherefore art thou, puppy? And uh, obviously this is uh, a riff on the Romeo and Juliet yeah. line. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Just doing it in his little dog love cat world huh. here. Pussycat, Pussycat, wherefore art thou, puppy? And you'll hear that few times throughout the song mm-hmm. but then the chorus i believe uh, it's not te- technically called the chorus on the lyric sheet that i'm looking at but i consider it the chorus right she can make you crazy if you're too close to her heat she can make you sad when you're happy as can be she can make you shoot your ego all over her sheets all is hers in love and war my little scarlet pussy all right so again here i think her heat again. This is the second time this her heat has been referenced. Um, you know, it was uh, referenced earlier, and the feeling got the hots. So, ref, kind of alluding to the cat being in heat, and you get the same kind of. You can get the same kind of uh, take on it in this first line. She can make you crazy if you're clo- too close to her heat, but again, her heat can also mean her vagina. <laughs> Because because basically everything in this song can be also a vagina, um, right? So the the line that I find the most interesting, I'll let you uh, give me your take on it. She can make you sad when you're happy as can be. Mm-hmm. That seems to be almost opposite mm-hmm. of what you would expect him to say here. So I mentioned earlier there were a couple of songs that this song uh, reminds me of, or kind of can get paired with in my mind. And the other song for me is Shockadelica. That line goes into that song for me, you know, kind of pairs with the themes of that song. So, um, yeah, I, uh, it just means to me, I, I suppose that she's in control, man, <laughs> no matter what your mood, she can alter it. Yeah. And so instead of saying, she can make you happy when you're sad, which would be more obvious because if you're thinking like this Scarlet Pussy is attractive, sensual, uh, is is a turn on, in theory, that could make somebody who was not having a great day feel better uh-huh. or happier to see her. But to flip that, she can make you sad when you're happy also just means, also, I think just to your point, indicates the power this person this cat i call it person mm-hmm. this cat has in this song over the neighborhood dogs that whatever her mood is she can alter it alter yours to match it or she has enough power that she can 
do whatever she wants. So, yes, I, I agree that is likely the intent of, of wording it this way when it's maybe not the expected way. Um, she can make you shoot your ego all over her sheets. Right? One of the Pretty best clear, lines obvious, ever. I love that <laughs> obvious line. Obvious reference to ejaculation, a nice yeah. double entendre there. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so no, it is a fun line though, and this is why again, like, yeah, I'm we're we're decoding it, not that it needed decoding. So yeah. again, apologies, everybody who's listening to the show should know what that means before I said a word, but we're gonna spell it out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All is hers in love and war, my little scarlet pussy. And that's how the basically the chorus ends. Any, anything else with the chorus that you wanted to kind of point out, Todd? Yeah, I'm going to go back to that line. She can make yeah. you shoot your ego uh, all over her sheets. That's, a, that's kind of a powerful line, too, for me. I mean, it's funny, but it, it strikes to the, to the core of kind of what it's like to, to have sex and, um, <laughs> and hit that magic um moment when you orgasm because bring all your ego you want to the table but in that moment you're a slave to those pheromones and those um you know that 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 feeling that's right into your body so your ego gone in that moment because you look silly you feel silly but oh it's good but it's uh it's just such a neat but quite literal almost take on that moment in the in the love mm-hmm. yeah it's humbling it's humbling it is orgasms are humbling yes. Yes. <laughs> you think you got your shit together and then you realize like you're just uh you're just an animal like everything else and right. you're driven by impulses and urges right and uh, you're, so you're, you're, whatever ego your you brought face to... is making you look silly right now <laughs> but that's okay because it's your own face and yep it's... yep put your ego aside because uh in this moment, uh, you don't really care. Your ego is completely missing. Mm-hmm. You, you lose all the inhibitions. So yeah, no, you're right. That I think that that line is is clever, and it uh, tells us what we need to know about Scarlet Pussy again. Like she's got the power. Um, she can make you shoot your ego. Like maybe even before you want to, mm-hmm. or or even if you had no intentions of. Her heat is so powerful that it's just too much for the neighborhood dogs to to be able to control or to contain and that's where the line the after the all is hers and love and war it's like you know the this the phrase the saying is all's fair in love and war and just replacing all's fair with all's hers and uh the intent is basically the same like anything goes with her. Every dog will try his lines to get pussy's attention. All they want is so exposed in ways too gross to mention. Ew. Green virgin teenager. Oh, put the rich yuppie. Pussycat, pussycat. Wherefore art thou, puppy? Scarlet pussy. Then moving on, the next grouping of lyrics. Every dog would try his lines to get pussy's attention. All they want is so exposed in ways too gross to mention. And then you hear some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me of the, uh, the ew in. Uh, um, oh, gosh. What's that? Uh, Shaka Khan song. Sticky Wicked. Oh, OK. There's, there's a line where she, she says something about the, the, the crows and. 
I don't know. And I, I forget the lyric now, but she she does that. Ew. <laughs> yeah, makes you think of that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, green virgin teenager, a filthy rich yuppie. Pussycat, pussycat, wherefore art thou puppy? Which is a little different than the pre-chorus that was before. So anyway, going back to the every dog would try his lines to get pussy's attention. I think that one's pretty straightforward. Spitting game again, trying to uh, make make pussy theirs get get their her attention to pay attention to them for the obvious reasons she's got a lot of power sexual power over these dogs and um they're basically all vying for her attention and using their lines to to get it all they want is so exposed and ways too gross to mention so I I have a theory on what he's trying to say here, and it's probably like, well, duh, of course, Jason, that's <laughs> what he's trying to say here. So what, let me let me hear yours, Todd, if you don't mind. Um, I, I mean, I don't think any any explanation. I mean, uh, the dogs are walking around. <laughs> a dog when it gets excited, <laughs> as my daughter would say, my wife says this too. He, he, you know, his lipstick's out. You know, um, it's <laughs> okay. It's uh, right, we're on the same page. You know, I mean, I'm just I, I that's yeah. what I took away as well. But Ew, I just and I can hear my every once in a while, I Ew, look. I have a take, and I realize that my take isn't <laughs> the most common take, and so I'm a little surprised. But okay, so yep. you at least you and I think on the same page here that we believe that that is a reference to. The dog's erection that is yeah. exposed because and dogs they, don't wear clothes. So. Yeah, and they could also be doing other stupid, gross things to get her sure. attention too. But uh, that's probably the most, you know, direct and literal <laughs> choice. Okay, just checking. <laughs> so then, green virgin teenager, filthy rich yuppie, you know, leading off in the pre-chorus. I think that's just a way of saying uh, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be somebody who never doesn't have any experience and is young or you could be you know again somebody who is high class so to speak uh have a lot of money and you're all equally affected by scarlet pussy all right so then as i mentioned that was the pre-chorus and they repeats the the, the romeo and juliet riff pussycat pussycat where for our thought puppy she can make you shoot your ego all over your sheets All is hers in love and war, my little scarlet pussy Pussy. She can make you crazy if you're too close to her heat. She can make you sad when you're happy as can be. She can make you shoot your ego all over her, your sheets. And that's different. So, uh, not that I don't know if it's significant, but the line in the previous chorus, she can make you shoot your ego all over her sheets. Mm-hmm. She can make you shoot your ego all over your sheets. And and the last line is the same. All is hers in love and war, my little scarlet pussy. I think the only, by changing it from her sheets to your sheets, one could imply that it means also that even in your own bed, mm-hmm. potentially that you're thinking about her, um, 
to the point where you have an ejaculation. Maybe you're masturbating. Maybe you have a wet dream. I don't know. I mean, it kind of does change the meaning a little bit or or not. You know, you can have sex in either bed. Again, why these dogs and cats have sheets. Um, <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> little uncertain because obviously uh, this is a, it, you know, in fables, dogs and or animals are you know used to represent human beings proxies for human beings and so for them to have traits and characteristics of human beings is not unusual i suppose you always see those animals wearing clothes and talking you know whatever language the the book is written in so yeah sure they sleep in beds and have sheets just like humans do i suppose in this in this universe makes sense yeah the, my two takes on that is it may mean nothing it may just be uh, you know it may be a happy accident, who knows, but you could yep. take it as whether you're on your turf or her turf, doesn't matter. Your ego's gone. It could also mean that if you're at your crib, she's not with you, and you're you're in fantasy land at this point. You're all by yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, either or. So then we get like a bridge at this point, and you have some, some you know, spoken word lines. Now, what's going on? Oh, no, man, look out. Somebody come get this meow meow off my leg. Meow. <laughs> I just find it funny. There's probably it. nothing much to talk about here besides <laughs> just the fact that it's a bit humorous. Come yeah. get this meow meow off my leg. Did you ever call a cat meow meow in your life? No. no, no, no. I, I didn't really, but every once in a while I would hear people say, uh, refer to a cat as a meow meow. And I always thought that was kind of fun, funny interesting but i never personally did it's a little too cutesy for me (laughs) (laughs) let me come get this meow meow off my leg uh yeah anyway scarlet pussy pussycat pussycat wherefore art thou puppy and we really don't have any new lyrics for the rest of the song because they do a lot of well i take that back um they're not really the new lyrics they're just sung in a different way so the chorus is repeated again and this time it goes back to shoot your ego all over her sheets she can make you happy she can make you sad she can make you crazy crazy she can make you shiver from your head down to your feet she can make you shoot your ego all over her sheets and then they just take some of the lines Prince just takes some of the lines and, and kind of reuses them in a different way. She can make you happy. She can make you sad. She can make you crazy. She can make you shiver from your head down to your feet. And then she can make you shoot your ego all over her sheets. So they're different, but they're basically saying the same things that we've been already talking about. The she can make you happy. She can make you sad already speaks to and and clarifies a little bit what we believed that second line in the chorus to mean like doesn't matter what your mood is she can change it she can alter it and then even make you crazy like crazy with lust crazy with frustration uh whatever crazy you want to um apply there i suppose it works and make you shiver from your head down to your feet again you can use think of shivering as being uh really turned on you can think of shivering as having an orgasm you can 
shivering from being scared, I suppose. Um, scared of her power, <laughs> scared of how she makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really clarify, but you know, using the word shiver there can you can kind of apply different different ways of, of thinking of that line. Yeah. Um, he, it's, yeah. I, anything it, else? It, no, it's you know it's awfully repetitive throughout the rest of the song and on the longer version especially. It's just uh, it's a groove uh, musically, and then the, some of the lyrics are repeated. Uh, maybe one line or another is juxtaposed from how it had been presented earlier, but it's just repetition from here on out. And um, yeah, nothing nothing too much to take away from the rest because it's all the same. Yeah, and and my just going kind of going back to the conversation about this song having not that much Camille in it for being a Camille song. Mm-hmm. So like I wrote down when I was listening to it, like the second verse. So the first verse felt like Sheila, and the second verse, and you know these the song isn't really like verse chorus for structure, so it's yeah. a lot kind of all over the place. So it's it's hard for me to now remember what I was referring to when I was thinking of second verse. <laughs> I think this is the exposed gross line. And then the last one, I think the green virgin teenager, filthy rich yuppie. That sounded like That's Camille. Camille to me. Yeah. yeah like this yeah. is just Camille finally. Like no Camille with Sheila, no Camille with pitched down vocals. This just sounds like the Camille we know from previous songs. Which is interesting that um, that so little of this is the Camille voice that we know and love. Not to say that Camille isn't gender fluid, <laughs> because Camille definitely is. And so it makes sense that Camille can do a lot of different vocals, um, being how yeah. fluid that he, she is. So it's just uh, it's, it's an interesting Camille song from that perspective, just thinking of it as... Uh, from a historical context, how this would have fit in on the Camille album if it would have been placed on it, it would have it would have seemed almost like a like a party song with a bunch of different vocalists, where uh-huh. the the rest of the the Camille record would have seemed more focused on the Camille vocals that you know we were accustomed to. There's there's three different Camille voices or Prince voices altered, right? You've got the narrator on the first two stanzas. Then you've got um, Camille in the the one that you just said, and then there's the uh, what's going on? Someone get this meow meow off my leg. That's almost like a different voice yet, a third voice that Prince speaks in, and then the Sheila. So there's four characters in the story from my perspective. Yeah, no, I, I'm or four I'm voices, with you on that. Not, not characters, because the narrative yeah. is not character, but yeah, four voices. Right, right, and it does it does kind of take you. It's a, it takes a little bit of getting used to, like, what am I listening to? Who's, who is that? Because there's times where Prince and Sheila's voices are so layered on top of each other that you mm-hmm. really don't even know who's is whose. Right. You can kind of figure it out by listening to it enough times. But on first listen, second listen, casual listen, it just sounds like a cacophony of male and female voices. Mm-hmm up and down you know a little bit like almost like erotic city in some ways Mm -hmm. where he does low voice high voice mixed with sheila you know it's (laughs) there's a little there's some parallels there in how it's performed Mm -hmm. and i do find that interesting as well so i'm glad you you pointed that out the distinct 
voices that you hear. And yes, you're right. The 12-inch version of this song doesn't add really any lyrics at all, new lyrics. It's just basically more instrumentation. You get more of Eric Leeds' saxophone. Mm-hmm. So um, there's really nothing to speak on or touch on with the 12-inch version versus the 7-inch version. The version that we got on the Hits and B-Sides collection, or if you had bought the uh, I Wish You Heaven single back in the day, that's this version that we basically covered for this episode. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that brings us to the end of our discussion about Scarlet Pussy, Todd. Do you have any final thoughts on the song or anything else you wanted to cover regarding the song that we didn't touch on? Yeah, I would say just a few last thoughts. Um, First of all, jumping back to the beginning when we mentioned that this song was uh, apparently earmarked for inclusion on Sheila's album, uh, which was eventually uh, aborted and Sheila left the camp. But um, there's some other good music that was supposed to be on that album as well. I encourage folks to seek it out if you can find it. Um, there's um, two, what was it, three nigs watching a kung fu movie. Um, there's uh, girl power. There's soul. I can't remember that soul something. Anyway, good stuff, um, and it's good Prince Sheila collaboration. You know, which you know some of the they they put out some fun songs together, the two of them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, to have those in among the bunch is, is a good thing to have on a, on a playlist or whatever. Um, the other thought is, and I chuckled to myself a couple times um, while we were speaking or you were speaking and I was listening. Um, and I mean no offense by this, so I hope you don't take it that way. I just mean this observationally. I find it funny, especially with songs like this, when you just read them without, any, without much inflection, the, the lyrics, the way they're delivered in just a reading voice versus a singing voice, it's it's funny. It's ironic. I don't know. <laughs> just reading, I don't know, you know, especially the song because it's so tongue-in-cheek, so double entendre. It's, um, it, I find it kind of comical. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the reason why I do that is because, like, if if the song itself needed a little help understanding the lyrics, yeah. like, if for me to sing it in the exact same way that it was so oh, well, I, I wouldn't want you I to can't. sing don't worry nobody wants that. I can't sing nobody wants me to sing either right I know and I did for <laughs> I a second sing. there and then I stopped myself because nobody wants to hear that <laughs> well every once in a while I I will I will you know throw a line in there that's supposed to sound like it does on the song and <laughs> I obviously I don't match it but I tried yeah. yeah um but anyway yeah so the whole point of it is to make it as to enunciate and make it as clear as understanding as possible. Sure. And yes, sometimes that makes it sound ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've fully embraced the ridiculousness of me reciting lyrics to a song like Scarlet Pussy out loud uh, as if I was reading a poem. Right. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. And that's, that's really, so that's part of the fun of what I'm trying to do. Heavy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's part of the fun. <laughs> Uh, so we'll get a chance to break it down. But when I read it, I want to make everybody understand this is what's being said. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me on this episode, Todd. You've, you've been on a, a few. I thank you. Meetings. Yeah, it's always a treat to <laughs> chat with you and, and, and recite crazy lyrics. <laughs> yes, yes. One of these days we'll we'll do a, like a really boring no. Love song or something like that. Oh no, I don't want to be a part of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we decline. Okay, well, again, thanks for being on the show. Um, yes, appreciate your you. insight. 
And do you have, do you want to point people in your direction on social media at all at this time? Yep. Uh, mostly Twitter, PRN for EVR. That's me. Um, although I'm not on there as much as I used to be, but, um, yeah, but feel free to message me, look me up, follow me. Um, I'm always happy to, to chat with fellow fans. Um, look forward to uh, nothing to do with me, but again, just going backwards uh, to the beginning, beginning of the conversation. Really looking forward to this Camille release. Uh, anxious to see what comes of it. Um, you know, Jack White's uh, Third Man Records got involved with the Sign of the Times release as well. At the very least, I, I'm aware that they put together the seven inch singles package that was released as part of that um monster a couple years ago so i think that they can do great things with a prince release and i believe that jack white has the um the reverence for prince and his music to do right by him so um hopefully the collaboration between his company and the prince estate um does well by us too so can't wait mm -hmm. looking forward to that and uh that's all i got okay well i echo that sentiment as well so thanks for expressing that mm -hmm. this has been the press rewind prince lyrics podcast i've been your host jason brenninger you can find the show press rewind pod twitter instagram facebook and youtube uh, PressRewind.net is the website that hosts the episodes and uh, check that out i'd also you know post some reviews of other music prince associated and otherwise so if you're into music in general i encourage you to check the blog out pressrewind.net and until next time thank you very much everyone and goodbye <laughs>